Welcome to Backstage with uh, Cooper and Matthew Johns. Mm. Matthew, how's your week been? Week's been good, Coop. I've been a little bit... Of, I'm preparing to go to Vegas. Already packed. We'll talk about that in a second. I've been watching some TV shows that have been outstanding. There's a docker. Uh, there's a documentary on, on, uh, on Foxtel. It's called The Football of the Wife and the Crash. It's about a prom- Premier League player. Um, he passes away, but later on his wife finds out he's got... You know, Basically, um, parallel lives on either end of the world. Just, Coops, trust me, watch it. It is, it's really, really good. Okay, I'll what, give it a watch. What, what are you, okay, Vegas, man. Are you packed? Are you packed and ready I'm to go? packed up. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when this comes out, we're leaving the next day, which is very exciting. Vegas is on this week. Mm-hmm. A lot of Australians going to be over there. Are you on my flight? That's I'm not on your flight. We're flying, we're flying direct to Vegas. You're yeah. not doing that? I'm not doing that. I'm uh, going to LA and then to Vegas. So, unfortunately, no seats left. I'm just sitting here thinking. Is it your first time in Vegas? No, my second time. We've been once before. Who Don't did you, you remember? go with? I went with you. Remember you and... <laughs> how embarrassing. How good are you? Go- well, funny story that. You, uh, you and mum went over on a party trip with like 20 other people and other families. Me and Jack were there as well. I thought it was a family trip. Sorry, guys. And well, you gave, me and Jack would have been, I would have been probably 14, Jack would have been about 16 or 15, 17. And uh, you gave like me and Jack a hundred bucks each and you're like, just go. Just go and do whatever you want while oh, you guys really? could go and I know a hundred US. I must have been drunk. And uh, just so we'd leave you guys alone, me and all the kids were running around doing whatever we wanted. I ended up playing the pokies. Uh, sorry, sorry. Let's just take a step back there. So you, how old are you at this time? Fifteen. And you end up playing. How the hell do you end up on the casino floor playing poker machines? Well, anybody that's, I think, like it might be different now. I haven't been in a while, but back then, there kind of wasn't security because they're no. in your hotel. No, that's right. So we just, yeah. I just kind of ended up in there playing a poker. I just stumbled upon it, just wandered in. There it was. Yeah, for the magical world of gambling. And I put a hundred bucks in, and I was just you kind put of, the hundred dollars into the single. Well, it was one note. I couldn't, I couldn't break it. I'm sorry. Sure. Anyway, uh, I started playing yada yada. And if you've been to Vegas, anyone who's going over listening to this, if you play the pokies. You get drinks. Oh Jesus! So it gets I, worse. <laughs> Please tell me. I had so I'm sitting there playing, and I'm playing tiny hits, but like I, I had probably like three vodka lime and sodas, and I've got no tolerance at this stage, and I ended up winning like a thousand bucks. What What are you gonna say? You, you, the, this isn't news to you. You're acting like you've, you've never heard it before. Maybe you forgot it because you went. I ended up winning a thousand bucks. Went upstairs back to the hotel room. You, uh, Mum and Jack were in there, and you were very dirty at me because I was visibly kind of a little bit intoxicated and I'd been missing for a while, and you were having a go at me, and then I pulled out. You pulled out the money. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. I remember the money. <laughs> I pulled out the money, and you were frothing at the mouth when I pulled that out. You took it straight back off me. I remember we were there. Like typical, were well, there four days. First two days, I just went pretty crazy. And I remember coming, mum come and saw me on the fourth day because I've been in bed for two days. She goes, You got to come out, got to get out of bed. The boys are really worried about you. And I said, And they should be. You sounded like Batman. <laughs> I did. I Batman. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, how's Yeah, sorry, Coops, go. I was going to say, episode one, this is right now. And we got uh, episode one of Backstage, and we got a very special guest. Luke Brooks. Really excited to talk to Brooks. Former Tigers player, now Manly player. One of the big storylines going into this season is Brooksy at Manly. I think he'll make a big difference there. You're a big fan of Brooksy? I'm a fan of Brooksy. What are you keen to find out about him? I want to know when, for all intents and purposes, you look at Brooksy and you go, okay, that's how he should play. What were the things... And his game was built on, his best game was built on simplicity, effectively running the ball. What were the things that mentally pulled him away from playing his best game? Mm. And why, probably the things, why last season he was so, in my opinion, through the middle of the season, so outstanding. Where did that come from? Like, just want to find out, I just want to find out how much Brooks has learnt about his own self and his own game. Yeah, when you were at the Melbourne Storm, did you? Uh, you I don't think you 
might not have played against Brooksy, but he's certainly sat in team meetings when you spoke about him. Yeah, he's um, especially when he was at the Tigers, he was the main man. Like when you when you come up against a team where someone is the main man, the video sessions are all around them. You know what I mean? Like when we used to come up against Manly, it was all around, you know, Tommy Trevojevic, or if he wasn't playing, it was around Daly Cherry Evans. When we're coming up against them, it was all about Brooksy. It was all about his mm. kicking game. And it was also a big thing that Storm used to put around him was expect anything because he was a very dangerous runner, but he'd also try his hand because they weren't going so good at the time. He was very dangerous where he played sort of without pressure, so he'd be mm. banana kicking and they'd do a lot of dangerous things and they things would come off for him. So very exciting to uh, very exciting player to play to Co- watch. Cooper, speak of the devil. The man has arrived. I'll go and get him. <laughs> Perfect. That's the best one you've ever done. Brooksy, um, I'm going to throw you a bone, mate, um, because I just thought that, you know, um, you know, you're playing in the Manly Six jersey this year, and I thought I'd invite one of the... You know, Manly have had some amazing number sixes over the years, so I thought I'd get a playmaking icon to sort of talk you through what it will what it takes to be a playmaking icon in the number six jersey at Manly, Cooper Johns, Luke Brooks. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brooksy, you pro- so everything you've learned at the Tigers, uh, I suppose what, what it takes to be successful at Manly is sort of forget all of that, uh, particularly the defence side. Uh, a lot of the Manly fans, they don't like defence, so don't get your things like you would have grown up with, you know, get your body in front, that's how you earn respect. Forget all of that, <laughs> particularly on blokes like Bill, like the big back rowers, Bill Kickow and stuff. Let him through. He's the master. You're yeah. the master. Because it, it keeps Turbo working at the back as well. Um, just only worry about attack. Sweet. Really? Yeah. That's what the fans like. Mm, perfect. Yeah, mm. thanks. Uh, another one, Brooksy, for you as well. Uh, I chatted to uh, a couple of your teammates in a bit of research for this, and uh, they were asking me to ask you about Dennis who apparently is a certain alter ego of yours? Well, I've never met him before, but <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot of things about him. Uh, he um, comes out after a few beers. <laughs> is it Dennis the Menace? Yeah, that's where, is that who it's based that's on? where it came from, yeah. Has anyone surprised you? Because there's a few at Manly uh, who are kind of undercover dirtbags. <laughs> is there any of them who you've managed to see their alter ego yet and who surprised you? Oh. I think Croaks has got a yeah. Lachlan Croker, super yeah. dirtbag. Yeah, he gets when he has a couple beers. Yeah, uh, did it, I will ask you? Did uh, did Daily Cherry Evans surprise you? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, he's got a little bit in him as well. I yeah, like it. I like it because like, you don't expect it. No, he's someone that you wouldn't like. You look at like yeah, Cameron Munsters, your Brandon Smith. You yeah, can you know, tell. You, know. you can tell they love the beers and that. Yeah. But um, you know, some of those blokes like you wouldn't look from the outside looking in and think Lockie Croker or yeah. Ches would Have love you got a beer. story for Ches for us? One we can Prob- talk here, Probably not. Okay, let's <laughs> move on then. Um, Brooksy, a lot of excitement around you playing at Manly, me included. Um, how, how's the adjustment been for you? Yeah, it's been good. I feel like um, it's kind of just I've gone over there and uh, it's I've just been allowed to uh, worry about footy. Um, I probably didn't realise it at the time being at Tigers that how much pressure was sort of on me and because I was I was there for over ten years and um, yeah, all sorts of things went on and I guess coming over to Manly, I probably realise that now. I don't have that sort of pressure and I can just go out and enjoy playing footy, which is, um, yeah, it's massive for me. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been so far so far so good. So just looking forward to getting out there and playing some footy. That's now. what I was going to say to you. Like, it, it must be nice you going out and saying, right, like, truly, all I've got to worry about now is my role and how I play. Because it doesn't matter how many times people say to your coaches, Brooksy, don't worry about everyone else. You just worry about your own game. The bottom line is, you're the chief playmaker. Yeah. You have to worry about everything else. So <laughs> it must be nice having Chez there alongside oh, you. Oh, 100%. It just, those blokes in the swine, Chez, Croaks, and then uh, Turbo out the back, that just helps me so much. Um, just their footy IQ is, is very high. And as I said, that just allows me to just worry about my job and uh, I can just focus on what works for me. Was it, What was the main route? Like, I don't know how many clubs were interested 
uh, or whether you were dealing with them sort of privately. I know you're a pretty private dude, but why was it Manly? And were there any other clubs? Um, no, it was Manly, yeah, just Manly. And uh, it was between, yeah, Manly and Tigers. And um, oh, you just have to look at the strike. It's it's so exciting. They're, from the speed in the outside backs to the big forward pack um, and then and the, the spine, I think they strike everywhere. And that's what um, really excited me about going to Manly. Coops, I'll ask you a serious question. So you come from the Melbourne system, right? Where everything's very, very structured, very, very straightforward. You know what's coming next. You said at first when you went to Manly, you found it difficult or different playing alongside Daly and, and Tom. Yeah, I they're, they're not very structured dudes by nature. Like I had always kind of come from a place that was pretty structured with attack. Like you kind of knew what you were going to do from play one to play five. And like you'd have a call that kind of would sequence a whole setup. You're right. Uh, whereas in that, they're kind of only planning like maybe one play ahead. Uh, and it works for them because they're like, they play a lot more eyes up footy and they're both... Please don't use that term. You hate that term? <laughs> I hate that term so much. They I play with eyes down. They play, free, they play free flowing and they play without structure and people like Chez and Turbo benefit from that because they're so... Like their football IQ is really smart and they know when to... Mm. And it was really hard for me to adjust in that system for the first couple of months because it was... You know, yeah. like there was not a lot of structure so around. So what happened it. a couple of months after that? Because I don't remember really a dramatic improvement. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I was I was probably dropped by that stage. So. You know, it took me being cut to realise how I had to play with those folks. How is Tommy going? Yeah, he's killing it. He's he's so good. He's he surprised me. Actually, that's one when I was speaking to Sebes about coming to Manly. He's like, he sort of spoke to me about the way Tommy is and how he sort of controls the attack. So. Playing alongside a fullback who's telling me what to do is uh, it's because they they see the they see the game the best. I reckon the fullback, so yeah. it helps me out so much. It makes he's, um, you just you just have to put him, give him a little, uh, like create a three on two for him. He puts it away every yeah. time. So. He's phenomenal. Like yeah. for people who listeners might not have played a lot of rugby league, but the difference in having when you're a half and you've got to organise like the forwards as well as the edge, having a dominant fullback who kind of taste control of the edge for you so you just have to control the middle that's what i like yeah i'm sure you would agree you've probably when you're at the tigers you probably had to do both roles where you're organizing your forwards and your edge but then you have a fullback who's dominant who yeah. can communicate all the plays to the players outside of you yeah and that just that comes with experience and and his uh knowledge for footy he just knows so much so mm. as he said like we'll get to a certain spot and he's telling me what's uh what play to do so i just have to worry about doing my job and he's got to sort it out the back. He's got the back sorted. And, and a bloke, another fella too, incredibly talented. It's a really big year for Joshy Schuster. But exciting on your side, Brooksy. If, if he if you get the best out of uh, of Josh, that's a, that's a great edge. Yeah. yeah you know, you're a running threat there, or you can feed him early and he'll yeah. play make. It gives a little bit <clears throat> on that edge. It gives a little bit of what Glenn Stewart did for Daly years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a great player. He's um he's so skillful and. Just having that that extra th threat on the on the edge with it, with his ball playing skills, it's uh, just adds another dimension to our attack. Right, let's talk about weirdos, Jake. <laughs> Boys, is he as quirky and excited as he is when you see him on camera after a win? Is he normally like that? Is that his demeanor? He's pretty. He's pretty pretty quirky. Like you probably would have noticed. When he gets in the huddles, that's yeah. like my favorite time to, to witness Jake because he's so hyped up. Like especially when you're doing defense and he's about he's trying to motivate everyone to like roll up for this defensive set. And he goes, guys, we just it doesn't matter what shape they throw at us. Like it doesn't matter how many players we have on the field. We just need to defend it. And it's it's the mentality that we have. We need to go into the game with. He's just so passionate about that, it. That is a great person. <laughs> very good. That's exactly like yeah. oh, like, uh, like on on Tom, just quickly, uh, Brooksy, from the reports I'm getting through is that he's moving 100%. Every, everything's yeah. great. Because I remember last year, Coops, early in the preseason, like he looked quite weighed down. Does that make sense? Like I remember that first game, he's played the first premiership game. He went straight through and then decelerated as quick as he could like it seemed like last year almost the whole season he was protecting that hamstring so is he moving everything oh, yeah. good yeah yeah he looks 100 percent. he's fine he's um 
yeah, he's hit, hit his uh, speed PBs. And um, just on the hemis, I, I've been there before. It, it plays with your head when you've done a few. Like, mm. it's it's hard to get over, but you definitely feel like he's over that. Yeah. How is your, how's your hamstring? Yeah, all good. Back in yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. It was all good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brooksy, 2023. Unusual season, right? Uh, so far as yourself. And what, what I mean by that is, amongst all the difficulty of the season and the ties, is that right smack in the middle, middle of that season, you played the best football, in my opinion, I've ever seen you play. Uh, I suppose the question I'll ask you is where did that come from? Um, I don't know. I guess leading into the into last year, we were, we were very confident um, that we'd be able to do something. But <laughs> mm. we obviously didn't start too well, but we were playing some pretty good footy and uh, we just weren't getting the rewards for it. So... Um, we sort of hit a, a patch where we end up beating Penrith, and then yeah. um, I think from there I just I was just um, just confidence. It's it's a simple thing, but it's it's hard to get. It's when elusive, yeah. Especially like at the start of the year, I was confident, but then we lost seven in a row, and then that goes out the window because what you're doing isn't working. But then I guess when you get a few wins, it starts to come back. And um, mm. I think I was just going out there, not worrying about what people were saying, um, mm. just just playing. The, the style that suits me and I think with Sheensy and Benji um, they mm. were just they, they were good for me just let me play my game Coruscant as well <clears throat> yeah. in that middle of the run yeah, he, he took a lot of control through that middle against Penrith and that game is belted like the Cowboys which yeah. allowed you to go right out this yeah. is what I do best well I feel like Uppy is a player that it doesn't click straight away because he's he's different to other hookers he jumps out and he's he's sort of like He's um just he he shows the ball a lot more than other hookers, and I think as the season went on, we started to learn how to play with each other. And um, yeah, he he just brings the forwards onto the ball and then uh, creates opportunities for me. Something else I want to ask you there, Brooksy, like your run game from the outside. I can see when when there's certain things I see with with players, and I can tell when Nathan's on because there's that willingness early to play physical and run the football at the defence. You're the same, Brooksy. Your run game really reignited or really kick-started your season and you're flying. Now, that for the layman, that sounds so simple. Brooksy, just get out there and run the football. <laughs> what other things in the game, Brooksy, or things that you sometimes place on your shoulder, shoulders that takes you away from your strengths? Uh, it's probably maybe worrying about everyone else's job and probably trying to set up other people. Whereas if you take the line on first, then that's that's a threat they're thinking oh he's going to run mm. and that opens up for the others so um yeah i think early on in the game if you get tackled or if you're uh making good tackles in in defense then it sort of gets you into the game and i feel like for me getting tackled early sort of gets me into the game seems like from the outside looking in now like you just said when you're not thinking about game management kicking organizing all the shape because that those things really do take away from your running game with Ches there this year, has Steve spoke to you about you know your role and just sort of sticking to more thinking run and being that second layer of attack? Uh not not really. We're sort of we're not really playing traditional halfback five eight. We're sort of just moving all around the park. So, um, but in saying that, having those blokes does help me just think about running, just getting getting my game on. So um, it sort of takes a bit of pressure off. Uh, but also having a Ches right foot kick and left foot kick as well. So we'll both be sort of sharing that yeah, game just, management. With the Tigers, just going back a sec for the Tigers, obviously there's a lot of talkers in Manly with those big figures. What was what was the communication like at Tigers? Like was was that was a lot of that attack predominantly on you to be organising a lot of that stuff? Yeah, the way we were playing, I was like playing as a traditional half. So first mm. receiver, it falls on me and also with Uppy there, we're sort of playing a bit off him as well. So, um, yeah, I've sort of, throughout my career, I've sort of played both sort of roles where you have a right half, left half, or um, you're, you're half on the ball. So, um, yeah, I don't mind playing either. It's funny, we, we said before about understanding your own game, you know, the running game gets you going. The other thing, Brooksy, with halves is they start to understand more about their games as far as what formations are good for them. But even that... Where on the field you best receive the ball, and, and for me last year watching you, 
I could see that with you. Like, like I'd see you rip around on that left-hand short side and you just go, I know something's going to happen. Yeah. Was there a bit of that, you understanding your game more? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, for me, I love taking short sides. And as soon as you get a quick play of the ball and you see a middle on the short side or they've got three and we got four, I'm, I'm taking that go every on. day. So, mm. um, yeah, it's understanding your strengths and that mm. worked for me. So, I'll mm. go with that. Did Benji help you with that? Like having, having – you obviously played with Benji. Yeah. In general. So, is that – actually, is that weird – Benji being your coach as well as playing so long with him? Um, it, it was He didn't change at all. It was, it's, he's still the same. So Secret, um, secret dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> um, no, it, it wasn't weird. It, it's, his personality, it doesn't make it weird. He's just like, he's just always been the same. So, um, But he's, he's same thing. He's footy IQ. He's so smart. He um, He's good for halves and uh, just getting the boys going so he'll, he'll be good for them yeah we're gonna say like don't want to you know harp on this only a couple more questions on the tigers because you know we're moving on but talking about the whole career like brooksy what's really really important for a young guy when he comes into a football club uh or what's really helpful it's more like saying is when he comes into a first grade side and the club's about to peak, mm. you know, or they're in a peak, and that's when you see young guys out of nowhere just coming to first grade and they win a comp or two. You know, the Tigers, the tough things for you when you establish yourself as a, you know, as a week to week first grade player, the Tigers are on the, they're on the dip. Mm. You know, they'd had those great years. The the sides started dispersing around, and then 2017, Brooksy, you start to see. You guys coming good again, yeah. You got Woodsy coming in the side. You got Teddy. You got Mitch, and all of a sudden they leave. I mean, that might, for you personally, that must have been very, very difficult. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was hard seeing those boys leave because, um, as you said, it looked like we we're starting to to build something. And um, I think uh, round three of twenty seventeen, JT got sacked, and then Ivan was coming in. So, and then those boys ended up leaving, but. At the end of that year, we started. We made some good signings. So, although it was disappointing to see those boys leave, and it, it would have been nice to see them stay and see how we could have gone, but um, we also had some good signings. So it was sort of yeah, looking well, alright. Because you 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 lived with uh, Mitch, yeah, you, and Teddy, and Teddy. Yeah. How were those conversations <laughs> at that point? Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. It was I can't really remember. It wasn't it wasn't too bad because yeah, because Mitch actually left. That year, so we were all living together. Mitch was at Para. He left like straight away. So it was a bit weird at first, but and you're still uh, living together. Still, you're still living together when he was playing at Para. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, would, what's that like on game day with like if you guys? Yeah, are, it was a bit weird. Was it weird? It, it was a little bit weird, but uh, no, it was it was all right. It was me and Teddy. We, we went to the game together. Then Mitch drove himself. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next year we versed Roosters round one, and Ted, we we're still living together. And uh, yeah, we beat we beat Teddy, and someone obviously knew we were living there. Put a Teddy dropped the ball over the line. Oh, that's right. They put a photo of Teddy dropping the ball over the line on our uh, front door. <laughs> he left about two weeks later. Hey, but that must be tough in in a house because I've when I first went to Newcastle, I've in the house you know with three or four footballers. It's really tough because everybody's ro- riding a different roller coaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you got one bloke who's playing really well, and you're struggling, and vice versa. Yeah. That must that must have been tough. Yeah, because I think 2018, uh, Para was struggling. They they got the wooden spoon, and we were we were going all right. So it was. Yeah, you're going to miss. Big mistake, brother. <laughs> but even Teddy, Teddy had a really difficult start to 2018. Yeah, yeah, they, um, yeah, they, because obviously they had a lot of expectation on them, and. Yeah, they didn't win a few games, but we know how they ended up winning two in a row. Okay, question then: Has it been difficult at points watching Mitch and watching Teddy, you know, playing Origin, you know, playing for Australia, winning grand finals? Has that been difficult? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's like I'd love to be, I'd love to have been able to do those things, but um, it kind of inspired me as well. Seeing Mitch run out in the grand final um, two years ago, like that, just inspired me to want to be better and um yeah i'd love to be able to play in those big mm. games as well can i ask you before we move off tigers um your debut obviously you were getting a lot of comparisons to matthew's brother Math- andrew andrew oh. johns no no not matthew <laughs> i'd <laughs> no. forgotten who he was <laughs> um no i had a brother question for both of you here but start with you brooksy 
what was that what's that like sort of getting compared to someone like that i hated it it was like uh, naturally i'm a shy bloke and um i remember not even playing a first grade game and open up the paper and there was like photos of me in there getting compared to the <laughs> one of the best players ever like that's is, i just think it's unfair on a young kid and um like obviously i played my first game against dragons had a good game and then my second game the next year was against dragons again and we had a shocker i remember walking off and the dragons fans are like you're not joey john <laughs> <laughs> i never said i was but <laughs> so yeah I don't like it. I don't like when people compare young kids coming through um, to certain players because it just puts so much pressure on them. Like they have never played before. They're they're still finding out how how they're playing, and um, yeah, I, I don't like it. Now to you, Big M. Mm. Um, when you and Joey first come into first grade, because I don't really know what it was like back then without social media and stuff. Was there a lot of comparison? Did they compare you or Joey to anyone when you guys first come on the scene? I can't remember. Not really. Not really. Um, I'm, uh, it was it was funny because you got to remember when, when I played, you had you had three grades in one day, right? So you play, you, you could effectively play twenty ones, reserve grade, and first grade, which I'd done one day, certainly in a trial game. You play twenty ones, play half a game, reserve grade, then you go and play first grade. And so yeah, me and Joey, uh, I, I played twenty ones. I went to reserve grade. He played twenty. Then he, we played together in. We played together in the reserve grade. And I'll be honest with you, rather than being worried about comparisons, it was more that people were comparing me and Joey, going, who's the best? Now, I'm three years older. And uh, look, at, for a while there, it was neck and neck. And then, uh, <laughs> and then someone put some, basically like a jockey, someone put too much weight on my horse. And I just started going going backwards. But, no, but on that, okay, Joey's first grade debut, we're playing South. It's 1994. South had just won the Challenge Cup over the Broncos. They were flying. Anyway, the night before the game, I'm rooming with Joey, and I say, mate, listen, and he had plenty of raps, and I said, it's a different beast, like first grade or NRL. Yeah, you've got to be careful. Don't give yourself too lofty of expectations. If we get out there and you win and you play solid, make your tackles, that's a good result. Um, he scored two tries. Uh, he scored 23 points and broke the club record. Basically, for, yeah, played the club record that stood until he broke it about eight years later but evidence to that he can't go fucking it's fucking easy <laughs> the next week we play western suburbs magpies western suburbs we got all these old school blokes like jason alchin paul lang max so on and so forth and joey had probably the worst game of his career it just shows you like young players you know, there wasn't expectations necessarily thrown on Joey's shoulders in that South game, but they were thrown on his shoulders after that first appearance and how that weighed on him, I reckon, for the next month or so till he got his head around it. So difficult one. Um, you said before, right up about Brooksy, you get out there and applies to you too, he coops. You get out there and it's just like, I didn't want to, whatever, I didn't worry what anyone else was thinking. I just got out there and play. Is that. How big a discipline is that, Brooksy? Oh, it's massive. And it's hard, like, because uh, there's so much media around. And, um, yeah, you as a young bloke, you're probably not used to it. And then people are constantly critiquing your game. And um, sometimes you're worrying about that. But I, I guess over the years, I've learned not to look into those things. And, mm. um, yeah, not, not really... I, I, Stay away from all the media and stuff. I, I don't watch any of the shows or read it, the oh, papers. Don't watch any of the watch shows. Any from Brooks? Come on, there's Brooks. one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yours isn't like you're not critiquing blokes. You, nah, he's got no idea. <laughs> we're actually, you'd be surprised. We're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you said it there before. Like you, it's it's funny talking talking to players, not just players. I, I don't. Trish does my social media. I've never been on Twitter or anything like that. But it's really funny is that people get caught out a lot of times looking for the rap. Mm. You know what I mean? I've heard players play really good and get the chest out and all of a sudden go, and I'll go and have a look at Twitter and have a look and just go, <laughs> oh, like, you know, how ridiculous these, these people are. I mean, on top of that, that that must be a discipline. Have you ever been social media or you just brushed it? I, I did have it when I was younger, um, but... With that, like how, looking for a rap, I, even when I did get raps, I was I, I didn't like it. I was uncomfortable with it. So w whether it was good or bad, I just I just didn't like it. So 
Um, yeah, and I guess I sort of spoke to someone last year when we were sort of going, um, we weren't going too well, and they just, um, yeah, helped me just uh, not think about what people, like who cares what other people are saying there. Mm. You can't control what they're going to do, so you just go out there with a clear mind and worry about your job. Right, who, who do you turn to, Brooksy, when you need, you know, you, you need to talk to someone? Who, who's the person you go to? Um, oh, I've spoke to a few like mine people mm. um, over the years, which I, I think they help um, for some people. If uh, yeah, but not for everyone. But um, yeah, I'd usually usually speak well, fa- to them. Yeah. Well, family's hard because they're probably hurting as much as you are. Oh yeah, they they probably cop it worse because it, it affects them a lot more. Like my parents, it would affect them a lot more. And I tell them, don't worry about it. Just just leave it, but they, um, yeah, they probably watch it a lot more than than mm-hmm. I do. It's also hard. It's hard to ask you, like your family, because they're a biased opinion. Yeah. Well. Like if you actually want advice from someone, yeah. Like they're very. They, they're never going to tell you like the truth. Well, yeah. they will, but like it's always a part of you that thinks, oh, well, they're biased. Did yeah. you benefit from the, seeing the mind coaches and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I, I think it is worthwhile. Um, but it's probably something that. that you're more reactive, like as soon as something's going bad, then you're calm. Whereas if you can stay on top of it and um, when it's going good, even see them, um, I think that's when it when it uh, helps you the most. But um, mm. yeah, I guess with my family, like my old man growing up, he would always he would always be hard on us. But now that everyone else is hard on us, he probably takes it easy. <laughs> he loves you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's it, mate. You, riding the roller coaster, you are Brooksy. But your mum and dad are doing as well. Yeah, hundred percent. You know when when Andrew eventually retired from football, my old man went, "Oh, thank God for that. For that, I'm I'm sick of s- sitting in the stands, being uptight, listening to people scream things to my son." Yeah. Did you find that difficult when you watch me and Jack play? No, because I was the one screaming at you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually believe that. But, but, it's, but I tell you what was hard: the Mudgy game. Where you guys had the draw after extra time because Jack scored a try in a blind and you were sort of you're okay, <laughs> but after the game Jack was like cock of the walk, and you were sort of down the mouth. So it was like I was going, I was going to one of you, fantastic, going up to you, going, yeah, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, I will say, I did when we were talking about comparisons earlier. Now. Like and the social media stuff because I used to cop, I still do cop a fair bit of shit on social. Still, media. yeah, still do. Even though I'm retired, I don't know why people <laughs> still want it out for me. Um, but I used to get compared, obviously, to you and Joey, like Brooksy. Not nearly the fact of how I played or how I looked. It was only because of the blood that ran through my veins. Like I was nowhere near players of like played as good as you guys. Guys, as a Coop, you don't need to say that. <laughs> I understand. And Brooks, you don't have to nod along, okay? <laughs> I just wanted to make it sh- make it completely clear. But now I like I dealt with it by I kind of steer into the skid a little bit now with the criticism and I enjoy I sort of feed off it now and I find it funny to tell on podcasts and things like that. Well a question to you then. You're working with Kyle Sanderlands. I listen to Kyle. Like, Kyle has copped that much over the years, but he's just, he's had the discipline just to stay the course. <laughs> and a lot of people say, oh, you know, I don't care. He seriously doesn't care, does he? Like, yeah. does, has he ever spoke to you on any of that stuff? Well, no, I think, I honestly think he doesn't even realize. Like, I think he's so <laughs> sort of naive to it that he just thinks, like, nah, everyone loves me. Like, uh, and then the people that don't like him or like, don't agree with what he's saying he just tells to piss off because he's got a very old school mentality it's like if you don't want to listen to me don't don't do it you know don't mm. fucking listen to me well it's funny because i think when he was copying criticism you know five ten years ago the show is a lot more hardcore now but i think he's just worn people down that <laughs> much that they realize if you don't want to listen to the show don't listen to it if you're going to be offended you know what the show's about don't listen to it all right brooksy this when this comes out you'll be in vegas yeah um, what are you expecting for the Vegas trip? Because you've got you've you know you got a, a pretty loose crew in there, and you got Siebes there as well with you. <laughs> yeah, he is the loose crew. Yeah, I'm yet to see it. I've heard heard some stories about Siebes. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing him. 
He hides it well. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't show a lot of it. We only saw it last year because of the McDonald's incident when he, <laughs> when he fell asleep. In the- he was actually the Hamburglar. <laughs> but, How um, you know, what's the plan for Vegas? What have you got? Because you're going straight onto the strip. Yeah, we're there the whole time. So, um, I don't know. Maybe have a, have a look around early, then mm. get into training, and then after the game, Cause, let loose. Because he sort of said you're treating it like an origin camp. Where the first night you go in and it's like a bonding sort of night. We've, yeah. That you're, not giving, you're not giving away too many yeah. to know each other better. Brooksy, this is DCE. DCE, this is Jake. <laughs> it is a bit dangerous, but yeah. before a game. But um, nah, we got about 10 days before the game, so you, it should be sweet. You got the Las Vegas uh, Raiders security looking after you too. I oh. heard. Yeah, there's yeah, right. a story going around. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting about the game, Brooksy, and I suppose you blokes have probably been working on this tactically, is the fact that the, the field is six metres narrower. Yeah. That's it's very interesting. When we, we went there for the for the Raiders game, when we were just over there with the boys, uh, Fletch and Heine and Gordy, it, it, I went, mate, the referee's going to have to pull these two sides apart quite a while. Otherwise, it's going to be a congestion. Yeah, we... Um we actually started practicing. Uh, they made the lines a lot smaller at Brookie, so it's um, yeah, it's definitely going to be different. I yeah, feel how like. is it as playmaker when you're there? Is it Phil? Yeah, definitely. When you sort of shift and there's not as much room, and I think it's going to affect the kicking as well because in goals are a lot shorter. Um, apparently, the ball in the stadium ball flies a lot further. I don't know <laughs> yeah, why. Right. But yeah. even even the balls we're using because they got they got new balls for over there. Yep. Um, they feel a lot lighter as well. So yeah, right. Yeah, it's definitely going to be different, and it's something that we're going to have to keep working as, on. As a playmaker, little tip: when they get those, when you get the balls, make sure they scrub them. When you get those, got the American flag on them. Yeah. You got it. You got to scrub because they those synthetic balls. When you pull them straight out of the packet, often I pull them out of the packet and I'll just blow them up and no one can put a handle on the ball because to, to preserve the, the rubber, they put a film of oil over it. So right. what's that will be not even <laughs> a remotely interesting to anybody who listens to that shit. People, I'll mail you back that 30 seconds to your life. <laughs> Brooksy, how do you handle in yourself? Like, okay, stressful times. Um how do you how do you get through it? What what's your what's your thing away from rugby league? Um, oh, just yeah. Obviously, family. I've got a young daughter. Um, that definitely helps, mm. uh, especially like after a loss or something. You go home. She doesn't care if you've yeah. played like a dud. So yeah. um, <laughs> I actually don't mind cooking. I like cooking. So that uh, sort of takes my mind off off footy and off all things. So I'll give that a go one day. Cooking, food. yeah, yeah. You dad only cooks lamb cutlets. Oh, nice. So yeah, expensive taste, but yeah. he's they're the they're like the easiest meat to kind of not screw up. Yeah, so he just like ten seconds. Mate, in hey, 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 listen, mate, you'd be surprised, brother. <laughs> you'd be surprised. There is a way. What's your, what's your specialty with the kitchen? You love barbecuing, don't you? <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah. Who does? <laughs> well, I, sometimes I go, Kerber, barbecuing again? That's five times today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about actual barbecuing because don't you remember last year when the barbecue oh, was barbecue. wheeled out <laughs> with Brooksy? Mate, <laughs> but that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Brooksy, congratulations. We bought you a barbecue. I like the fact that you looked under the lid thinking there must have been some car keys or something. It's <laughs> not the roosters, <laughs> mate. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was oh, that was funny. It's it's not the worst present, but just give it to me like behind the scenes. Not yeah, not, don't roll it out like it's a Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Righto, Coops. Uh, some insights in a Brooksy. Yeah, we got some questions for it. We always finish with uh, a bit of questions. Okay. Lead off, Coops. Of all, you've had a fair few of these as well, so yeah. feel free to take your time <laughs> or to go through them all. Which coach of all the coaches you've had has been your best? Yeah, right. Um, probably like who have you had? Oh, so I started with Mick Potter and JT. Um, Jason Taylor. Yeah, Jason Taylor. Ivan. Fuck, you've got written, written a few. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that's, that, that's part of it too. Madge, uh, and, yeah. And that, yeah, play, that's tough on a, on, on a playmaker. Yeah. Having turnover coach. Yeah. Uh, I think when I play my, looking back on my best footy, it was probably Ivan in 2018. I reckon that was some of my best footy. Um he just he just kept it simple and um, he was just cool and calm and that that I, I like that that's um, you said yeah Matt how's your relationship with Madge 
Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was good. He um, obviously we had a few tough years uh, when he was there, but um, yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, relationship with mine. Have you? I know you like. You might not be. It might not be a goal of yours now, but you know, having that relationship already with Madge, is it? Is it still, and like being at a different club now, a new environment? It feels like a bit of a fresh start for you. Is there still that aspiration to play State of Origin? Uh, yeah, I'll definitely love to play. Um, it's sort of something that sort of, I guess, over the years because it seems so far away, sort of died down. But um, definitely would love to play Origin. But obviously, you need to be playing good footy to to uh, be in the conversation for that. It's amazing with Ivan, isn't it? When you go, yeah, you look at Ivan. Ivan is such an understated economy of words guy, doesn't say a lot. Yeah. And to go back at Penrith and win like three comps in a row. And when you talk about the greatest coaches of the modern era, he very rarely gets a mention. Yeah. But he, he should now. Well, I tell you, he wins four in a row, he's certainly going to be. Oh, 100%. He just, you just knew what, you, uh, what he wanted from you. And he just simplified it. Everyone knew their role and... As a half, that makes it so much easier. What, what about halves partners? Like, who, who's the guy that you play alongside? Not necessarily Brooksy, the best. Yeah. But the guy that has gelled with you the best. Um, obviously, I, growing up playing a lot of footy with Mitch, I, we came into first grade as a, at a young age, and we sort of we didn't really know how to play. And we've spoken about this before. We would we wish we would be able to play together now that we're older, and yeah. it would, I think it would be different. Um, I loved playing alongside Benji as well. He, um, when he came back in 2018, he definitely he sort of changed the way he played. He was known for his sort of uh, flamboyant style, and he yeah. sort of changed the way he played, which helped me as well. Um, it's funny with with Mitch, as you said before. If you look at the best halves combination, and if you look at one of the things that really has moulded the success of Penrith, it's been Jerome. And Nathan coming through together and have a simultaneous football education because yeah. you, you don't need to communicate. You yeah. just know. Yeah. Okay, Brooksy, off the rugby league for a second. Um, favorite movie or movie line? Oh. <laughs> I'm not a massive movie um, watcher, but mm-hmm. uh, this is a bit of a weird one. The Grown Ups. Grown Ups. Grown Ups is a great movie. Uh, it, it used to be on every, like almost every day for couple of years and I, I could sit there and watch it every day who's in who's in grown-ups adam sandler yeah adam sandler uh, wrote crew. It. yeah and he's he's like the same four guys are in every movie he does <laughs> yeah um, so different characters different wigs yeah same yeah. people yeah. david spade and all that uh are you any other adam sandler films you like he's um i like yeah a, a lot of them i like his i like some of his new stuff yeah uh, you, he's what? made a comeback yeah. he's nah, made a like comeback. the is it Uncut Gems or something? Uncut yeah. Gems is a serious role. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. He's probably my favourite actor. Is <laughs> he? Yeah. He's had some... Mate, some of Happy Gilmore. I mean, rest yeah, in that, peace. Yeah. Uh, Carl Weathers, aka Apollo Crew, just passed away. Yeah. What was his name in Happy Gilmore? Uh, um, Chubbs. 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 <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you, Jack. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Well done, Jack. <laughs> top of the... Uh, Jack and top Jill. Top of the family group. Jack and Jill bludger. Uh, <laughs> blended. Yeah, I would watch those ones. Oh, well, mate, anyone who thought you could put Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore together, <laughs> honestly, it's yeah. just so sickly sweet. What about uh, your favourite song of all time? Oh, that's hard. Um, I love the Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. Um, depends what mood I'm in. Either Scar Tissue or um, Can't Stop. Yeah, what about if you're in a frisky mood? <laughs> <laughs> um, bit of Barry White. Yeah. Oh, babe, give us some love. Yeah. Probably what, not that. What's Dennis? I'm going to get the three Dalian points for you. <laughs> what about if if Dennis the Menace was going out for a night on the town with his oh, friends? Yeah. What What's the song that really gets him up? Um, maybe a bit of Cold Chisel. Yeah, wow, um, I like that. Yeah, I like like Aussie Aussie rock. What's your favourite Cold Chisel song? Um, uh, probably forever now. Oh, not many people know that song. Great, great song. song. Yeah, yeah. How many people in the modern generation know that song? Yeah, when very good song. Okay, what EPL side do you follow? Because there might be a little connection here. Uh, nah, I don't. Uh, not so much EPL. Nah, maybe if there was a team, maybe Liverpool. But I don't. There you go. <laughs> My friend Craig Johnston, who won European Cups and that with Liverpool, Newcastle boy, right? 
He's a, he's a muso, loves his music. So when he went to Liverpool, he appointed himself like the, the Liverpool DJ and he used to play all Cold Chisel songs from before the game. Yeah, they right. lo- and they love Forever Now. Yeah, that right. was their song. Now, what is that interesting? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. People who listen to this podcast going, um, this podcast could be really bad for me. People say, hey, you know what? He's actually gone over the other side. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What about... If you had to recommend one of your teammates to go on a night out with Matthew, if he was going on a night out, he loves to go for a night out. If you had to recommend one person to go with him to have a fun night, who would you be? Mm. Um, I haven't seen too much of the Manly Boys, but... Please don't say Woodsy. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't get a word in. <laughs> hey, what's going on, mate? Yeah, uh, been good, mate. Just go. <laughs> How good is it? How good is it? <laughs> <laughs> is he going to Kenny Nagy? Is he going to Vegas? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, he? I think he's over there. So. With Triple M, not with. I loved it when they just. It was one when they sent over some of the players like Campbell Graham and Billy Walters and uh, Spencer Lenu. And Woodsy, they had a half time with Gronkowski and Woodsy, like Gronkowski and Gronkowski, like looked like an Adonis, and seriously, Woodsy looked like a Garbo. <laughs> <laughs> he does, but a good Garbo. How, how's it being back with him now? Yeah, it's good. It's um, as he said, he just it doesn't shut up. But he's no, nah, it's good to have him. Um, someone that I've known for so long. He um, he's definitely looked after me. Who was that player, by the way? Did, did we get to to answer the question? No, no you interrupted him with Woodsy. Sorry, someone who uh, who's come to Manly and I've played with before is Nathan Brown. I've been out with him a few times and we've had some yeah, some good Jack time. Jack was uh, Jack went to an Italy camp. Oh, with, yeah. with him as well. Jack had some good stories on him as yeah, well. Yeah. He loved playing. And you can tell Jack? Jack's shaking his head. No. <laughs> what about... Oh, Jack, what, put your shirt back on. Is there any that... Is there, <laughs> what the hell? Is there any that you uh, wouldn't wouldn't recommend? Yeah, who would you, if I was going to night out and said, okay, so we've got we've got uh, Brownie, Nathan Brown. Who's one that I should avoid? You say, under no circumstances. <laughs> Myself? Uh, uh, Dennis? <laughs> uh, um, uh, probably, yeah, Croaks maybe. Yeah, lucky he gets a bit fired up, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets like real wrestly. Think about like the Brisbane. Want, yeah, yeah so think about like the Broncos boys last weekend. Like he gets extremely like he'll just like grab you and like try to wrestle you and stuff I all the hate, time. I hate blokes like that do that. <laughs> do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And blokes get there and they go, "Come on, you know, blokes." And they get drunk, they want to wrestle, and you're going, "Oh, mate." <laughs> Seriously, I don't like tackling when I'm sober. <laughs> when I'm drunk. <laughs> all right, just a, oh, this is not even in the menu. I just wanted to ask you. Harry Grant, because you played with Harry, he's a great friend of the show, yeah. uh, loves it. He um, <laughs> he uh, he actually told me about Dennis. Oh, is he, it him? Yeah, he's the <laughs> snitch. Um, what was it like playing with Harry? Because you played with him, he probably only played two or three games, and that was his real breakout year. Yeah, uh, you ended up playing Origin at the end of that year. What was it like playing with him? Oh, he was he was outstanding. He's he's just just his toughness. That's what stood out to me. Just um, as soon as there was a quick play ball, he would jump out. He would take on any any bloke as well, and he's only a short bloke. But um, yeah, yeah. He, he's one of the toughest uh, players I've played with, and yeah, he's a great player. He's um, did you play alongside him? I played alongside him yeah. a few. Well, I was in. Re- thanks a little little backhanded compliment there. Sorry. I played a fair bit of reserve grade. Oh. So. <laughs> I played a lot of reserve Amazing grade. Amazing reserve grade games you played there. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So God, uh, God bless the Falcons. But you live with Harry. I live with Harry. Yeah. But when when he turned up. Did you straight away, did everyone try and go, okay, this bloke's got something special? Yeah, you knew he was a freak straight away. Mm. Um, yeah, as soon as he jumped in and um, then played a few games. Because I think it was the COVID year. It was yeah. after we come back from COVID. He, um, yeah, he jumped in and, yeah, he was a freak. I remember <laughs> that game at Leichhardt when they were all chanting his name. Going, Harry. That's right. You spelled <laughs> all of the, uh, the Broncos. Broncos yeah. Probably don't bring that up to Soups. That was, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you had a pretty, like, you had a pretty loose crew that year. You also had Grub, Josh Reynolds oh, in there yeah. as well. I remember getting a few. You yeah. probably, Dennis probably wouldn't remember it. I had a few, um, getting a lot of FaceTimes Face on their Mad Monday. <laughs> and it was just Grubby, Brooksy, and Harry all together with their shirts off. Oh, yeah, we had a great crew there. Uh, question to you then, Coop. Same question. If I'm going to go for a night out, all the blokes you played with or against, so who's, who's, the, who's the guy, who's the secret dirtbag that you would say, yep, go out, this guy's a lot of fun? 
I mean, there's a lot. Don't mention Munster because he's off you. Yeah, <laughs> not money at the moment. Well, money's sort of monitoring his drinking. Has he come? Has he come back to you? Because of course, you did that press release on your retirement, and you mentioned Munster. He didn't really appreciate it. Has he come back to you? Have you heard from him? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Still not yet. It's only been a month, so uh, I better hang on one more time. I'll shoot him a text uh, and try to figure it. Try to can sort of solve it. I would say. Brad Parker's a really good good one to go out with. Yeah. He's very he's just a fun good guy, just a nice guy, just a real good guy. But probably my favorite of all time, uh Scott Drinkwater. He's he's got like he's just got like a, a lot of ADHD, Scotty Drinkwater, <laughs> and he's like once he has a few beers, he like shakes and starts well, to just like to, to remember the time it was the Christmas they came home, right? And there was you Jack had uh, Tommy Starling and might have been young Hosco there and you had Scotty Drinkwater and you're all sitting around the pool and you're drinking, right? And I'm looking at drinking, drinking. And I'm looking out and I'm, I'm watching drinking. Everyone else is on about the third beer. Everyone else is pretty good, just putting away. And I'm looking at drinking and he's starting to go, yeah, like... <laughs> and I'm going, okay, he's either turning into a gremlin <laughs> or he can't handle his drink. And it was a ladder and I grabbed him and I said, hey, drinky, just... Just, hey man, just be careful. You're going to go out tonight in the city, mate. If you have many more of those, they're not going to let you in anyway. He said, mate, I'm sweet. I can put them away. I said, yep, no worries. So he leaves. He's back about an hour later and says, mate, you wouldn't believe me. They wouldn't fucking let me in anywhere. <laughs> it was fun. But he actually, they wouldn't let him in to, uh, when we were out in the city. So he went to McDonald's to try to sober up, and they wouldn't serve him at McDonald's either. <laughs> but he had a good beer with Soobs there. <laughs> Oh, almost signed him. Um, <laughs> all right, a couple to finish. Who's your favourite athlete of all time? Oh, um, I love I love watching the UFC. I like uh, Volkanovski. He's he's uh, he's mad. Have you ever had anything to do with him? Nah, I haven't. I haven't met him. Or yeah. I think he was the Dragons wrestle coach. Was he the yeah, Dragons yeah. wrestle coach for a bit? For a he, bit do, yeah. do you know he got uh, the Mick Cronin Award for the best player on the South Coast before he became a UFC fighter? Oh. Yeah. Very, very good footballer. He's amazing, Volkanovski. Again, in recording this, he's about to have that fight on the weekend, and we wish him all the best with it. But like history will remember him so well because he doesn't dodge anyone. Yeah, he'll yeah, just he's fight. Tough, right? He's unbelievable. He'll fight anyone. Yeah, yeah. And talking to Dan and Camp, like Campy, Campy follows the UFC religiously, and he said when Volk came in, Volk was fighting a lot of fan favorites. And the crowd, the American crowd didn't like it, but yeah. now they just go mad. They said recently they were in a, there was a, a big fight on and they cut to Donald Trump. And you imagine the UFC crowd, they just went nuts, like I told you, cheering. Then they cut to Volkanovsky. It was a bigger cheer. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. fights with Islam, that first yeah, one, that, that was, was a draw. Mad. That was, yeah. well, he lost narrowly. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Coops. Oh, we got. We'd love to finish on this one. So let's say, you know, this year, you, we got your funeral. No, I don't want to say that you're going to die. <laughs> I went, me and Dad are walking you down as the pallbearers at the funeral. Mm. What song do you want? Are you going to write into the will that you want as we're walking you down the aisle? <laughs> Jeez, I've never thought about this. Huh? <laughs> so it's, it's a, take all the time you need. We can edit around it. It won't be forever now. Okay? <laughs> it's over. Um. Oh, I don't know. Do you want a sad song or go a sad you want, song? You reckon? I reckon you don't want. A yeah, happy but then, song. Well, yeah, but then I don't know. Yeah, um, the saddest thing about a funeral is you know an hour later all your mates are going to the wake laughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's <laughs> drunk. Yeah, you're, you're bl- yeah, laughing yeah. though. I had dear. Oh mate, just remember the good times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Um, oh, I don't know what's. Um, that's right, we can wait. Hey, Brooksy, <laughs> we can wait all day. <laughs> Time is money yeah. on the podcast world. Um, we'll just go to a break. And we'll be... I actually don't know. What's a, what's a... Um, I don't really s- listen to sad Throw music. some at him, Big M. Yeah, throw me. Oh, now, I can't think. It might be contagious. I don't know. I'll suggest. How, how do you want to be buried? How, how do you want to go? Like you want to be buried, put in a crypt, put it this way. After seeing Saltburn, I'd recommend a cremation. Don't let yourself get buried. Yeah, yeah have that's you, a bit. Uh, have you seen getting that? buried would be. Yeah. All have right. you seen Saltburn? No, I haven't. There's some hair, heavy, heavy scenes in that. Yeah, right. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Hey, the last question to finish with, the last one. You know yourself well. 
to survive, would you rather be dumped in the middle of the desert or the middle of the ocean? I think desert. Yeah. Ocean's scary. So is the desert, but... Yes. <laughs> a Deserts. lot of people say say that. They're scared of the ocean. Yeah, well, there's sharks. Well, you can't see what's coming. Yeah, from yeah. underneath. Maybe that's better. Cam- we'll camels, happen. wild camels too. Wild camels will kill you. However you see them on the horizon. Yeah. Thanks, Brooksy. Thanks, hey, Brooksy. Mate, good luck Thank for you. the season. I, I can't wait to watch you play. And... Uh, Mate, I don't think I know you're going to have a great season. Uh, thanks for having yeah. me. Appreciate it, Brooksy. Oh, by the way, Brooksy, before you go, we've got Julian and we've got Gabriel. That's <laughs> Julian. <laughs> Gabriel's good luck. Okay, so bad luck, good luck. Which one won't tap? You have to touch it. Yeah, t- touch one. Good. So one, I'll reiterate, good, good luck, luck and bad luck. Like, there you go, Gabriel. <laughs> big nice. year coming. Big, 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 <laughs> on your Is Gabriel. that proven? Or? Yeah, it's been proven. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> except Mark Burris except Mark Burris he left the studio and got hit by a car <laughs> hey, sent you, we wish you all the very best in hospital and the entire Burris family oh. yeah there he is cheers Brooksy for doing that because he's, he's quite an introverted guy doesn't do a lot of media uh, so really appreciate his time Big M you've always had a big rap on Brooksy mm. um, why is that? well firstly his talents but the other thing about it and I mentioned in the interview Coop you, you just got to understand from his angle playmakers you get young playmakers who come into a football side, sometimes who are blessed, meaning they come into the football side when the team is about to peak or during their peak. And it's where you see them guys go in. It's, a, it's an easy transition to the NRL. Well, easier because you're in a successful side. But some of them grab a, a comp in their first or second year. Uh, and then they run with They build off that confidence. And, you know, it's almost like those brownie points they got with, with fans and, and whatnot. Then you get other guys like Brooksy. Brooksy came into a side where the Tigers had a lot of success in those middle 2000s. And he came into a side that was that was going down. That was They were going that way. And a lot of it was due to those successful sides were breaking up and people leaving left, right and centre. But then right at the point that the team is just starting to become his and he's surrounded, he's got you know Tedesco and he's got Woodsy and he's got his great mate Mitchell Moses. And you go, right, oh, something's about to happen. The Tigers, it's, the Tigers, West Tigers thing's about to happen again. Those guys leave. And he's left by himself. Now, okay, right. I understand. He was well paid. All that. Yeah, okay, right. No, no problem. I'm just stating the facts. Is that, you know, he was left. He, he was a guy that, for a lot of years, was left holding the bag. He came into a side that was struggling. And as they were going, about to go through the upturn... Uh, they had the hiccup with other people leaving. And so nearly the whole time he's been at the Tigers, it's been tough times. You know, so for him, and, you know, I'm a t- I'm, I've got a real soft spot for the Tigers, following him growing up. But I'm excited for him to watch him play alongside of Daly Cherry Evans, where all he's got to do is worry about his job and how he plays his best. Yeah. I think, and like you just said, like, I think he's going into a side now that is coming up. I yeah. don't, like... I know, no, it's probably been, they're known for the inconsistencies the last few years. Mm-hmm. They, they play really good or they, on their best day, they can beat anyone. On their worst day, you know, they can get beat by anyone. But the mm-hmm. talent across the squad, if they can put it all together this year, and I think Brooks is going to be a big part of that, yep. I think they could go all the well, way. Well, you, you have a look, Cooper, at the, attack on, at the attacking focal points. On the right-hand side of the field, right, you've got Daly Cherry Evans and Hamali Alakawatu. Right, just powering down that side, and you've got Tom as the option player if you want to use him around the back of the inside, whatnot, and so on and so forth. On the other side of the field, you've got Brooksy, and outside of him, you've got Schuster, Josh. Now, if Josh, if Josh can can play his best football, like he did a few years ago, right, and really get his head on, that left side is a beauty. Because Brooksy plays his best football when he either feeds early or runs the ball. Now, if Schuster's playing great, that's what he's going to be able to. Well, that's that'll be his game, which will suit him down to the ground. Yeah, and then even outside that, blokes like Tolu Kola, Ruben Garrick, Jason Saab, yep. a lot of speed to be able to work with out in that edge. And more than that, young guys. Yeah, all young. Young guys, young guys on 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 the up and up. It's going to be a really. I know we're talking generally here. It's going to be a really tough comp. This will be an amazing competition. Um. Because you just have a look at the sides that did not make the eight last year, right? Um, South Sydney, Cowboys. People expecting them to come back in. But have a look, mate. The Dolphins, right? 
Dol- I, in my opinion, I think the Dolphins will play finals football. I reckon Wayne, his second year at that club, will get him in. Herbie Farnsworth, Herbie Farnworth, and uh, Flegler, Avarello, uh, <clears throat> and as I said before, when Wayne's at a club for a sustained period, he starts to get the best out of them. They find their best football and become relatively injury-free. I reckon the Dolphins, I reckon they can fall into the eight. The other one as well is the Titans under Dez. You know, the Titans... You know, by all reports, are just buzzing. So they're a side that are very capable of moving into the eight, amongst other ones. You know, mm. so it's going to be a great competition. I, I reckon this is as equal a comp as I've seen in the last five years, where anybody could win it, just because Penrith have been Penrith and not anyone. Yeah. But there's a group of eight who are, I think, can all win the comp, and it hasn't been like that in a while because so many teams have had such good squads. It's a tough question. For you, tough question. I know it. Tell me, where will Melbourne finish? I think I can see them having a better year than last year. I think they will finish top four. I think they'll finish top four. Uh, I just, I think they need some more depth in the forward pack. I think that's their, that's, I think that's everyone's sort of been saying they've lost a lot of key forwards over the last two years and they need some more forwards. Not so much depth, in my opinion, if in the forwards, explosiveness. Forwards with really with, with speed, power, and footwork. They've got Nelson there, but last year I thought the pack was a little bit one, one-paced. It's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. Yeah. And, mate, you know, they're still on the lookout for a journeyman half as well. Some people, some clubs just can't replace that. I'll, um, I'll, ask, I'll give him Jakey Arthur's number, see if he wants to go. See you, big game. Nice one, Coops. <laughs>